Hey there. This episode originally aired on my Patreon many months ago, so some of the information might be a little bit outdated by now. If you'd like to check out episodes as soon as they come out, you can join my $3 tier over there, or you can subscribe to check out full episodes coming here eventually. Either way, the choice is yours. Enjoy the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Pat's Creative Podcast, Episode 5. Today is another special episode because we have yet another guest interview. Uh, Today I'm joined by Thomas J. Ashwell. Thomas, would you care to introduce yourself and your channel? You guys ever heard of Mario Madness 12? (laughs) Hey, everyone. Uh, I am Thomas J. Ashwell, as was just said. Uh, I've been creating content online for 12 years since I was 12 years old, and... uh, yeah, I make I make let's plays, I make daily vlogs, I make live streams, and all kinds of all kinds of stuff. Yes, and veterans of the channel might actually recognize uh, that I've interviewed you before, but hopefully, uh, this the the four years or so since last interview will uh, show in the quality at the very least. Hmm. Um, how are you doing today, by the way, James? Or not James Thomas? I'm so sorry. You have the J that's, in your that's name. That's my middle name, up. so you're close. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> well, you already know. I've got a stinking headache, but besides yes. that, I'm doing okay. I'm, I'm okay, doing that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, uh, we're powering through some headache problems, but hey, yeah. at the very least, uh, we have at least a headspace to work with. Two headspaces, actually. Uh, so I'm just going to jump right into it. Um, the first question I kind of want to ask you is a question that I've been asking other guests, and I plan to continue to ask until things start to calm down with it, obviously. But um, it's going to start a little bit on a more a gloom and doom note, okay? okay. But uh, given everything that's been going on in 2020... Uh, do you feel that you've been more creatively inspired or creatively drained as compared to usual? And I'm just asking because um, a lot of people give different answers for this, and I'm very interested just to see uh, what your take is on that, how that's affected you creatively. I'm going to say a bit of both because because of everything that's been going on. Uh, I'm an essential worker, so I, I haven't exactly been like out of work or anything. So to be honest, for a while, it didn't really feel like my life changed that much. Uh, other than having to put a mask on my face but um during quarantine and everything all my all my friends who didn't uh who who were out of work they kind of all started streaming so i was like okay maybe i should get a little bit more back into that so i i was inspired to to pick up streaming again and i've been doing it very consistently as of late but in terms of creating videos i feel like that is where I kind of lost the the motivation to do that. Like I'm I'm still doing it, but I've taken quite a few breaks now this year, and uh, some series have just been going on for way too long. <laughs> um, so yeah, it, it's it's a bit of both, really. I was I was inspired to try something new, but at the same time, the old stuff kind of fell by the wayside. Interesting. So, it, it, do you think there's something about streaming specifically that's easier to be creatively into than like regular uploading? Or honestly, I think. I think what has been driving me to stream more is the community over there has been growing and uh, my discord server as well like I've been promoting that on my twitch and that's been growing and for a long time it sort of felt like I was creating stuff and putting it out there and getting no feedback from anybody because like I don't typically get that many comments on my videos so I never actually know if people like what I'm doing and then I started streaming and I got regular viewers and I'm like oh people care (laughs) And then, then and they, do you think and then they part of that's my just server and talk to me on the daily and it's like oh this is great. Cool. You were actually one of the pioneers of the Discord server. I remember when when you introduced me to your server, Discord was barely a thing. Few, very few people knew. I in fact you invited me to your Discord over Skype because Skype was still yeah. alive at the time. Um, 
So, hey, maybe maybe you earn at least some kind of credit as being a pioneer for Discord. Um, but do you do you feel that people have been more involved in the Twitch community because people are looking more for entertainment right now in these days? Definitely. Um, yeah. I mean, I have I have a couple of friends who work for Streamlabs, and they said that they've had so many more support tickets since this lockdown that like because so many people have been starting up streaming uh and i guess yeah people people are bored <laughs> there's only yeah. so much tv can do for you definitely so do you, do you found have you found that you've been watching more entertainment lately like have you been more inclined to watch other youtube videos or other shows or whatnot or have you found that like creative creatively like your creative side has taken up most of that time the second thing because with with working full-time and doing what i do online it's like i basically have no time to watch anything right here and there i do but like like if i wake up in the morning i'll i'll watch a video or something but i sort of if i want to watch something i have to be like okay this is the one thing that i'm focusing on watching and whenever i have free time i watch it and right now that's my hero academia gotcha (laughs) yeah and and that's why I, i think it's an interesting question just because um I, the people I typically ask, they they usually will either say that uh, since since 2020 kind of happened, they had to hunker down and really focus on creative things, which meant actually consuming more escapism media end up taking like a downturn. Like they started watching less TV yeah. shows and, and less YouTube videos and stuff like that. But then there's people on the other side of the spectrum where they're the creative side, just everything going on, it all just shut down for a bit and they all had to just zone in on escapism, you know? So yeah. I always just find it interesting to see how different people react to that. And that's why I like to, to bring it up to other people just in case other people are feeling the same way, you know? Yeah. Um, but rest assured, 2020 will not last forever, hopefully. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I just hope all this doesn't continue into the next year. Yes, yeah. Let's let's hope they they wrap this they wrap this season up uh, relatively quickly. Uh, that's my hope, at least. Um, so we're going to kind of change gears. I just wanted to get that out of the way for starters. Um, something I like to talk about is just the fact that you've been on YouTube for so long now, right? I believe mm-hmm. it's close to ten years now. Is that correct? It's twelve, close to twelve. Twelve years. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, I, I, I mean, my only knowledge is really going back to your oldest video, but I think that one right, said it was yeah. around nine or ten years. But um, because you've been on the, uh, the YouTube landscape for so long, you've probably seen many of the different changes that they've gone through and whatnot. Um, yet, through all of these different changes that the platform goes, and both in what like the audiences want to see and what creators want to make, your style specifically seems to have been relatively consistent through most of those years. So my question to you is, how much do you feel you may have compromised what your creative vision was for the platform if you've compromised at all? That's where I I sort of applaud myself. Like I've, I had a conversation with my friend Cameron about this recently. He's like, you know, if you want to grow your channel, if you want your channel to explode, just do like all caps titles and red text in the thumbnail and do it whatever you whatever the newest trend is and i'm like i know that that will work because i've seen it happen but i applaud myself because i haven't changed for the purpose of growth it's like i want to do what i want to do i love making let's plays i love making daily vlogs and uh whether my channel grows or not like i don't really care (laughs) because i kind of just want to keep doing what i love doing with my little community of course. And I think that's 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 what I like about your channel a lot is it's it's very clear in your videos that you are making videos because you're having fun making them as opposed to uh, trying to reach whatever trends that YouTube wants you to reach. Um, is there like 
Is there still some area, though, where uh, it was kind of just something you wish you didn't have to do with video creation or live stream or something? Something that, um, for practicality's sakes, or at least for making audiences enjoy the content more, that you would prefer not to do, in a sense? Like something that just becomes tedious, like maybe thumbnails or upload schedules and stuff like that? Like, is there one specific thing that I that I don't... Yeah, I mean, like, if you... Like, I know there's some people out there who just genuinely don't like making thumbnails. I don't really get that from seeing your thumbnails. Um, but, like, and there's some people who also just don't like dealing with prime upload times and scheduling stuff. They'd rather just upload entire full-length videos or whatnot. Is there something you wish, like, you kind of had the freedom to do a little bit easier without worrying about bothering the audience? Not really, honestly. Like, there's not, like, an aspect of it that I can think of that that is a bother or anything like that like making sure. thumbnails is fine like I've, I've got a basic template down and i kind of like trying to find the perfect screenshot from the video to use in the thumbnail and i guess the only thing i can think of i don't know if this even really applies is i just wish i had like more more time i, I feel like that doesn't really yeah. apply to the question but <laughs> no I, every every podcast every podcast guest i've had has just talked about how like time is just the ultimate like the thing any creator wants the most of. Like, if they could ask for anything, it would be yeah. more time for anything they do. Um, so then I'm going to kind of flip the question around. Is there something, like, some individual aspect about creating that you find one of the most satisfying parts? Because obviously you play a lot of games and then record commentary over them. But the actual, like, is there any kind of nitty-gritty thing that you're like, this one little aspect I enjoy doing every single time or whatnot? For an example, mine is like thumbnails. I really like making thumbnails. Right. I'm, I'm a graphic design major, so I, I just find a lot of enjoyment in that. While there's other things where it's like, this is sometimes a lot of fun, sometimes not as fun, you know? Honestly, I don't remember the last time I recorded a video and and I didn't feel like I was there wanting to do it. I feel like the second that I hit the record button, I do my sync test, and then the moment that my voice goes... Hey, what's up, everyone? I'm like, okay, I'm in the zone. This is fun. Right. So I guess I just, the recording process for me is the most fun part. Like, And I, I just, I love doing that every time, honestly. Sure. I, I can't think of one specific instance where I haven't enjoyed it. And then uh, what about things like editing? Like, do, if you find that you still enjoy every aspect of editing, or is that ever get like tedious or whatnot or the only tedious aspect of editing for me is the fact that i have so much of it to do <laughs> of course because <laughs> my vlog channel is still behind i got so many vlogs to do but no i just if if i could freeze my office in a bubble of time and just get everything edited and just sit here and grind it out i'd be fine with that like yeah. i i like i like editing if i could be a, a video editor like professionally there's a career or whatever i'd do it yeah, I like, I like doing it. And I, I've learned so much over the years. I've learned different editing techniques, and you can, you can tell by going back to my old videos. Like, wow, he used a crossfade. Look at that guy. And then right. nowadays, it's like, whoa, the thing that he wanted to show on stream popped up from the background. It's like, oh, that's neat. <laughs> yeah, it, and it's always what's nice about editing is it feels like um, it's something that's always improving. You know, it mm. never feels like you're getting worse at editing per se. While yeah. like sometimes with commentary, you might hit like little lulls and you feel like man maybe i'm just not doing commentary as good as i used to or something like that right or and that might not be the best example but there's other areas of creating where you can start to get it in your head that you might be declining a little bit even though it's most of the time not true um editing feels like one of those things that you're just 
constantly learning more about and then slowly yeah. evolving over time. And uh, yeah, editing is definitely one of my favorite parts too. Um, so I've got another question for you. Uh, you are a man of many channels, as you kind of mentioned earlier, you upload yeah. a lot of game stuff, but you also uh, have a vlog channel. And then I believe you are a co-host of a collaboration channel known as Booster Pack. Is that correct? That is correct. Um, would you care to just kind of go over uh, your process of keeping everything like organized? Because we like to talk about, you know, general mindsets on here as well, uh, creative mindsets and processes. But we also every once in a while like to talk about like nitty gritty stuff just because sometimes those little tips and tricks can help creators out there. But what what's your general process of keeping things organized, like an upload schedule or even recording dates and stuff like that? Like, um, what's your tips on that? I'll start out with Booster Pack. Uh that is almost entirely managed by Zach, my co-host. Uh, I'm pretty much just the funny other guy who appears on the show. So like, he has all the footage. He does all the editing and uploading for that. So I can't really say much about that channel gotcha. other than whenever Zach visits, we record, and then he leaves. <laughs> so, and it, so you don't actually set specific times for recording. It's just kind of one of those things that happens. Yeah, that time. that channel. It's sort of it was super consistent when we first started it, but then so much went on in our lives that because we started it because Zach moved here, and then he had to move back to Pennsylvania, so that really affected like our ability to record consistently and upload. So sure. we have stuff releasing on Booster Pack right now that was recorded in 2018. So right. it's been a while, but like <laughs> once, once, well, his home life has finally improved. Once I get like my own place, it's going to make the recording a lot, a lot easier for that. Um, so our, our general idea when we started was we would do a week's worth of videos in on like one day, like let's say Sunday, for example, we'd record a week's worth of videos but we used to release three a day we changed that because that was killing us it was too much sure uh we sure. then changed it to one a day so we were just recording seven and now it's just uh three a week to, uh, right. to kind of spread everything out make it a little bit easier but that, do you guys have use like a calendar system like do you guys share any and this can go for your regular channel as well like do you have something where you just have everything marked down so you can look at okay this is what i need to get accomplished today and then proceed to let it out for releases we have a google calendar uh that we can both we both have access to and we and zach has also made like a spreadsheet uh that that i can see as well that shows what he's edited like it's a different color if it's been edited and uploaded etc uh so for the stuff that's already recorded we have that system uh for recording dates for new stuff like i said it's just whenever we get the chance because we live in separate states at the moment uh, but we are actually looking into potentially doing remote recording, so we'll see. But it's I, been popular these days. Yeah, it's been we, a little bit more popular these days. We discussed it for the first time yesterday, so we, <laughs> we might be doing it. I might not have even been supposed to tell you that, but whatever. Uh, it's all right. I mean, I this this is looking like it's going to come out in October, so okay. you, you you got time. Um, yeah, so uh, you touched a little bit on like backlogging. I kind of want to get back to that because I got a little bit of a creative question for that. Um, over my time with working with other creators and whatnot, um, one question that both creators and audience sometimes uh, bring up is just whether or not backlogging affects the quality of the content for the viewer. And as someone who backlogs, I assume quite often, um, I was curious what your take is on whether or not backlogging has any effect on the actual quality, um, and if it does, to like what extent? 
I, I used to backlog a lot because I used to have the free time to backlog, but nowadays I kind of just, I'm usually like one or two days ahead on uh, on uploads. The one thing that I have backlogged that is now like a month ahead is my weekly stuff, which is like my Mario Kart series, my Smash series, and my uh, Splatoon series, because I record those with other people. Um, so I kind of, for a few weekends, got a bunch of people together and just just recorded like a bunch of those because the, those take longer to set up to record uh, but for myself like a main let's play episode it's like I don't need to worry about scheduling with other people uh, so I can just kind of get home from work record it upload it for the next day um, I don't I don't think it has affected the quality for me personally when I used to backlog because I don't want to sound like I'm tooting my own horn but I feel like I know what I'm doing at this point and I feel like I know how to be entertaining uh, and if I feel myself starting to get tired during a session, I'll, I'll stop and I'll I won't like force any more content out of it. Um, and because you feel like you've got a handle on it and that you could be entertained, you don't have to rely on things like timely topics and yeah. other things that might get affected by backlogging. Basically, yeah, I think maybe that's affected booster pack, but that's just because that we had a lot of problems and delays so like right. we'll be uploading videos nowadays and it's like ah funny 2018 meme reference it's like that's not funny anymore <laughs> <laughs> but, the memes are a dangerous one those are the yeah. those are always the dangerous one because they age like milk but when they're ripe they're ripe and yeah. it's great content um yeah i i've i've talked to some other creators who uh generally were like i don't know when i send a backlog and then i rewatch it i I tend to think it's somehow degraded or whatnot. One of the things that I've always had defense for backlog for though is, is as a creator, when you rewatch something that you backlogged, it's something that you've not only already said, but I've already had time to think about that joke and, and had that re previous reaction or whatnot. You can't end up seeing your own backlog content as the audience is actually going to see it when it comes out. So I feel like that like that little bit of staleness that sometimes you kind of feel when you rewatch your own backlogged content. I think it's just through the nature of like I did say all this and like whenever you say stuff and later rewatch it you think of different things you could have said and yeah. whatnot. So um I've always I've always uh, been more in defense of backlogging because I feel like as an audience member, you know, when you first watch it, you first watch it. And like you said, if you're entertaining enough, it shouldn't matter the time frame as much anyway uh, I mean yeah. obviously some things are different right um, if you entirely make a video that's topic based around whatever is going on at a certain point in time that's probably something that's better not to backlog but that, for the most that part kind of affects my vlog channel because that's like a daily right. thing and if I, I could be uploading uh, like I've uploaded Nintendo Direct reactions six months after the Nintendo Direct happened but it's like I still filmed this ah. as a part of the daily vlog but I still want it to be uploaded right so. but and you're at the point though where you feel that even even an older reaction is is still something that people can enjoy because you feel like you're just in general a better entertainer now, right? Yeah, and and like people people want to hear my thoughts on things, like even if it's late. Right. The reason people watch your videos is to hear you specifically. So whether or not they get that today or tomorrow doesn't necessarily yeah. change the fact. I think like the idea of following with these trends and, and discussing on things that are really current is more pointed towards like expanding the you know get getting a broader view from other people who are specifically looking in the trend and then they happen to find your channel or whatnot. But ultimately, the people who are there, your actual audience who are actually watching, like they will want to hear what you have to say regardless uh, because that's why they're here. That's why they stay. That's why they subscribe. That's why they watch. Mm -hmm. um, 
So yeah, I've I've always I've basically I, I've heard people have concerns about backlogging before, and I think that's a lot just coming from the creator's mind because it's easy to start thinking about that stuff. When in reality, most of the content that gets put on YouTube is backlogged to some extent, you know. Yeah. Um, and then you might not even notice. So I just thought that would be something interesting to bring up because I, I know you have done a lot of back. I believe you had a series as of recording relatively recently. That's actually several years old, uh, but it's it was on different channels. <laughs> is that correct? Oh God, Pikmin versus. Yes, yeah. the Pikmin versus that. I don't. I'm not gonna count that because uh, <laughs> that was 2013, and right. I re-uploaded that purely because Billy uh, no longer has his content public, and I wanted people to still be able to see it. So I was like, I'm gonna sure. release this as if it's brand new, and we're talking about like the Bed Intruder song and stuff like that. I'm like, oh, <laughs> this is old, old. <laughs> well, to be fair, the people from seven years ago probably aren't the same people around. T- I mean, I'm sure yeah. there's some overlap, but. Um, you know, to a lot of people who hadn't heard of you seven years ago, you know, I'm sure still kind of enjoy it like it's fresh content. Again, yeah. it's just easy to get in like the, as a creator, you think this is so old, but the audience, they don't, you know. Um, by the way, props to the, that video was still pretty dang high quality for seven years ago. I was impressed with that. Uh, oh, that's just like the templates Billy. and he stuff. edited those. Well, I mean, even your audio quality, though, like uh, just mm-hmm. simple things like that. You 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 expect or commentary styles as well. That yeah. usually takes a really long time to develop. But you've seemed like you've had a good handle on it for quite some time now, which is good. The only thing that's um, really changed is my voice, because I don't know if you noticed in the old ones, like I had a super thick northern <laughs> English accent. Yes, actually, I you know what? I think I did notice that I um, cross referenced it to the other interview we had. And I think even by then um, you become more acquainted with uh a little bit of more of American accent. Although, uh, last interview we did, you actually had just moved to America. Are you still in America? I'm still here. Awesome. I hope you enjoy your stay. <laughs> it's, it's something. Let me tell you. It is something. It's something. Is it everything that you hoped and dreamed or some of those expectations gone? Or <laughs> It's fine. It's fine. Okay. That's a good way to put it. I don't mean to completely derail. I was just no, you're I was fine, interested. dude. And also, just I meant to go back to this before when you were talking about like scheduling and i talked about booster pack i never like i never touched on my scheduling uh is this thing oh my gosh <laughs> you got something from the physical world yeah i don't think i didn't think i'd see that i i, I, haven't, I haven't seen a physical calendar in quite some time <laughs> right i put this this thing on my desk and it says right there patnet interview <laughs> wow i made the schedule i made the schedule gentlemen i made it uh that's some pretty small handwriting i don't think i could read my handwriting if i put it that small <laughs> It probably just uh, looks small. Like I get it a little closer. It's a little blurry, but you can kind of see. Like I, I put my releases, my video releases, on a Google Calendar, but this calendar I use for like this day record this thing and right and stuff like that. Speaking of recording, because like so, like you said, you do a lot of solo stuff, and that stuff you don't usually have to schedule as much, right? You yeah. kind of just do that as you go on. Um, what do you think? What are some of the differences between? like recording by yourself and recording with other people with regards to creative mindsets like do you feel more or less inspiration any other way do you feel like you get burnt out on certain methods and have to go back to the other method for a bit uh what's your thought process on that i try to do an equal amount of both um like i have three three days a week devoted to videos with other people and honestly, I, I felt more burnout from solo stuff than I have from group stuff because with the group stuff, like let's say I am having a bit of a rough day, I can literally before the recording be like, hey guys, so I got to get this video done, but I'm not feeling 100%. Can you try to carry the commentary? <laughs> and I know right. that, that sounds crappy, but like 
my, my friends know how to be entertaining and at this point they've been on my channel so much that they have their own their own bits so they sure. can like call back to those and, and stuff like that so I would say I have more fun recording with my friends but it's it's still enjoyable to record by myself right um do you ever find that like if you're recording with friends like one after another back to back or something do you ever find that you need like that kind of that reset like let's get back to my own voice for a bit you know and and really go back solo like do you get burnt out on collaborative stuff specifically ever not really because i i typically devote my sundays to it like uh i'll can i send screenshots in zoom is that a thing because i can send i have you no idea too. I'll I'll just do it through Discord. I have a uh, <laughs> I have a little spreadsheet that I make, uh, and I have a, a Discord server devoted purely to recordings. Uh, so I have my main server and then the recording server. I'll send you this little screenshot. So I basically post that. I don't know if you can put this on the screen in the video or whatever, but this is uh this is the easiest oh, way. <laughs> yeah. So I post that into my Discord server for recordings, and then I ask people to say what they can fill. I'm uh, no kidding. And I do, you know, I do that once a week. So they've got the whole week to prepare to figure out if they can fill it. And I've got like 30 people in the server. Um, so just because I do it like once a week, I never really get, I never really get burn out, burn out on it like that. And you I mean, also cycle through different stuff, people, but... which I imagine helps a lot too. Um, yeah. Just hearing different voices and whatnot, you know. That's actually really interesting. Um, I'm glad you showed this. These are like the small kind of tips and tricks I was thinking yeah. of for other people. Um, so you built up like... Uh, a community of like 30 or so different people that you can fully trust and that that you can have good uh cohesive commentary with and whatnot yeah. and then you just send that out and say hey who's ready like who's pretty down? much yeah pretty much gotcha that's pretty cool that's a nice little system so you never really get to a point where you feel like commentary with a specific person is becoming stale just because you do it so much and that's mostly because you're like cycling or whatnot going yeah it typically people. cycles through select people like there's there some people who only have like one of the games so they tend to appear less than other people but sure you know the, at the end of the day these are my friends and like i've yeah. never like i've recorded these stu this stuff in the past with viewers and fans and it, it didn't didn't go that well but <laughs> right you know these are people that now like i've recorded with for years because like of course super smash sundays has been running since 2012 so people get the format by now right and even if i do right. introduce new people like recently i added my friend nova into the server who i only met recently but he's a swell dude hi nova uh picked it up right away and he's almost always available to record something so awesome yeah I, it, it's real it's real nice and then there's there's other people who don't appear anywhere near as often but that's because they're busy doing real life important stuff sure <laughs> like of course like I, I, you know, you know Billy. He's the guy from Pikmin Versus, and I've known him for the longest. He's the first friend I made online, but I barely talk to him anymore because he's he went out and got a damn film degree. Uh, oh wow! What a, so whenever what a scoundrel! I, How dare he do something right? good for himself? <laughs> I remember one thing from a from a recording. Uh, I think it was me, Billy, Sid, and somebody else, and we were like calling Billy out for never being around. And he's like, "Oh, what, what was I busy doing? Getting a degree? What, 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 what's, a, what's a degree going to do? What, what career How potential does that have?" Yeah, come on. Doesn't he understand that YouTube is priority number one? Yeah, obviously. A different person's channel on YouTube is his priority. <laughs> yes, but of no, course. So, like whenever I do get to record with Billy, like it's just like old times because like we've we've done so many videos together. Of course. 
So, and would you say like is there's a specific collaborator that when you and him are on the microphone, it feels like the same relationship that's been there for however many years you've been collaborating? Like, would you say it's kind of that way with Billy, to where every time you record, it's like one person almost because it's that consistent. It's definitely like that with Billy, but I'd say the person that I have the best connection with in terms of recording is Zach. And that's why we launched Did booster a pack. collaborative channel together. Gotcha. And that was kind of be kind of be my follow up was like, uh, do you feel like there's a different connection with booster pack specifically because it's just you guys as opposed to cycling out guests um, with relatively longer series as well, right? Some of those are, I, I, I don't know what the, what's the longest series you have on, on booster pack. Take a look. I want to say bloodborne. It's like, 70 something episodes but that's just right. Zach's really bad at Bloodborne <laughs> <laughs> wow he's me, calling him out do the playlist uh... you know you know he is 110,000% watching this moment very right now and he's never going to talk to you again because oh he knows he was bad he's gotten better <laughs> but there's literally like a 5 or 10 episode thing where he's just walking around in circles uh, yeah Bloodborne had 59 episodes wow uh but no, it's it's definitely different with Zach because all these other people I've been talking about, that's all been recorded through the internet. Zach, sure. we sit right there on that futon next to each other, and if he says something stupid, I can punch him. So it's, it adds a different relationship, you know. Being it, able to punch your collaborators makes it very <laughs> different. It adds like so many more opportunities. Yeah. Um, okay, so uh, I've got another question then. Um, uh, we're not necessarily question, but like uh, one thing we've talked a lot about on this podcast before is just building up like your network and constantly making yourself available to other people and keep an eye on the people um, around you who might be potential collaborators. Um, I assume just through the process of getting that 30 or so people that you cycle through, I assume that a lot of that was simply like you happen to hang out at some point in time, play some game together. And then you think like, Hey, this guy would actually be a great fit for like a certain series or whatnot. I'm going to, put that like lock and key you know i'm going to remember that is that kind of the case with most of those people would you say yeah that that's really how it how it's been like everyone that i record with is my friend and someone right. that i've known for a while um it's like if i get a comment it's like can you shout out my channel it's like i don't know you of course <laughs> yeah it's, you have, oh, like, it's very three videos and they're all camcorder roblox videos no i'm not shouting <laughs> you out <laughs> hey i've got nothing against cam recorder videos but I might have something against Roblox. I'm not sure. I'm not. I'm not quite that um, uh, unbiased. But um, yeah, I, I know. Like one of my one of my friends who's now considered like a pretty close online friend. I just happened to randomly queue up with him in uh, Counter Strike, mm. and I remember I, I played one match talking to him. I was like, oh, I got to invite him to Discord. Like this guy's great. Yeah. Um, and then just through more and more hanging out, um, I realized like, oh, there's certain series here that this guy would actually be a great fit for. Not every person is a great fit for every series though. You know, have you found that there's like certain collaborators like this guy would do great in this game or with this format, but I don't think he'd necessarily be a great companion for this format or this game. Like have you found that with any of the people or collaborators Um, in general? When it comes to the the 30 something people in that group, it's, not really for those not really for that type of series because that's I always have me and three others so right. even if some people aren't like quite as good at commentary as some others or whatever there's other people other to people are picking up of. like work yeah yeah I mean there I will admit there's times where like I'm doing a Mario Kart video and everybody goes silent for five seconds and I'll just be like great commentary guys and then everyone starts laughing <laughs> but um, the great commentary guys is a save all for any situation yeah yeah the uh, ultimate cop out 
but the uh in terms of when it's just me and one other person i, ha I haven't done that a lot like i, I collaborated sure. collaborate collaborated with billy great commentary lot. thomas <laughs> <laughs> i could speak english i swear <laughs> I've collaborated with Billy a lot in the past, but that's just because, like, he's the first first person I met. He was one of my closest friends. He still is. Uh, so we work together a lot. But as of late, I've been actually looking into doing more collaborative projects, and I have a few in the works right now. And I've been reaching out to, to other people as well. Like, um, I won't say what the projects are that I'm working on, but the Eerie, Sid, I'm working on something with him. Uh, I'm working on something with Blazing Phoenix. I'm working on something with... Chris, oh, it's just his username, Chris. <laughs> uh, and then recently I did, or actually it was like two years ago now, but I did uh, Subspace Emissary Versus with Tale of the Toaster. So certain people I definitely think I can I can do one-on-one -on -one commentary better with than others. Right. Um, and that's typically who I do these long-form series with. Right, okay. So, yeah, like, there's, there's some people that you feel like they kind of thrive with more of uh, more people to kind of bounce off of and grab reactions for while others do you've have you noticed that there are people who are specifically better at like more one-on-one -on -one conversation like within their videos or whatnot definitely i'm not yeah. gonna name names but definitely yeah yes yeah and i think that's just uh important for people to realize is that not every creator is fit for every creative position you know you yeah. kind of have to keep in mind um where everybody's strengths are and uh where your weaknesses are that other strengths can help and um i think ultimately that kind of helps build up your collaborative network or whatnot and choose people to yeah. to collaborate with um okay so we're going to move on to kind of another topic uh videos can be broken up into like many different art forms right mm -hmm. um it's it's kind of a weird mix of like so many different things both with audio visual um you know comedic timing di different kind of art feels that you could put in um and on the podcast we talk a lot about trying to combine different art forms uh for like you know just ultimate uh enjoyment but also as an opportunity to to really create content out of something else you really enjoy doing has there been any other art forms that you typically enjoy or other hobbies that you wish you could as, or that you'd like to at some point combine with content specifically maybe like cooking or like physical art or something like that I'm going to be real almost my entire life is just devoted to doing what I do now uh, outside of being online I don't do a lot other than go to work so I can't give you a specific example in that regard but there's other avenues that I've wanted to explore that I just haven't yet like I've always been interested in music but I've never been I've never done it. Well, I I played piano when I was a little kid, but that's about it. Sure. Uh, but like, I've edited a couple of music videos here and there for people, and I'm like, oh, I like doing this. I'd like to do this more. Uh, and I just haven't had the opportunity yet. And I'd even like to get into music myself at some point. Sure. And do you think so that would I, take I like, that. like, um, I, I guess in a way you did you do already combine certain content with like the vlogs or whatnot, right? It's kind of adding your personality to whatever lifestyle you go about. Mm -hmm. um, and speaking of vlogs, like, do you feel like uh, the the recording process of a vlog is like do you do you feel like creatively it feels different than producing video game content, or do you find that it's like commentary is commentary, regardless of how I put it or whatnot? I think it's it's definitely different because my vlogs are in the daily aspect so it, it's literally just film my life 
of course. Uh, it's, it's not like I'm sitting there talking about a game or talking about what's going on in the game. It's like I'm filming stuff as it happens throughout my day. So it, it's definitely it's definitely a different beast. I will admit that there's a lot of times where like nothing interesting happens. So I'm just filming something at the end of the day just so that I have content. Sure. And at times I'm like, well, what the hell am I even talking about at this point? <laughs> but, you know, I've, I've kept up for what? How long I'm daily vlogging now? I think I'm in my eighth or ninth year now. So I'm like, yeah, I'm not gonna miss a day, even if it's not that interesting. Sure. And yeah, and like, do you I'm sure I have people watching from when I started who have been following my life and it's like that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> do you think it like almost makes part of your life more interesting as well, just having it documented? Like do you do you find some enjoyment of like do you, do you feel like it helps with your appreciation of the everyday moment? Like do you do you find you have more appreciation for your lifestyle in general after it? 100% because yeah. uh, I, I've had people ask me before, like, why do you, you, your vlog channel doesn't even get that much traction. Why, why do you keep doing it? It's like, I, I like, I, I like the thought that I'm going to be able to look back on my younger years when I'm older. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Or when I, when I'm a grown ass man and I have kids, they can watch what I used to be like if they want to. I don't know why they would want to do that. Like, oh, look, this my dad is a sixteen-year-old. That's weird. <laughs> but of course, yeah that that's why. Um, the hell was the question? <laughs> I completely. Well, I'm just that. like I know. Like there there are certain things that when I do, I don't always fully appreciate what's happening unless I actually turn that camera on and later yeah. rewatch it and I realize. Wow, that was actually something that was really special that happened in my life. And not only do I have a documented now, but I also fully understand this is special and I'm presenting it as something special to the rest of the world, you know? Um, so I guess I was mainly just wondering about appreciation. Do you find that you appreciate those little things a lot more because it's being documented, basically? Definitely. And especially with the vlogs being behind, like when I get to editing the videos like a few months later, I'm like, oh, I remember this. And then right. I. I'm like, oh, I'm really glad I filmed that. And then there's times where I forget to film something, and then later down the line, I'm like, why the hell didn't I film that? Of course. <laughs> you know? So, and yeah, definitely. To uh, Kind of like to flip the question a little bit, do you find that there are moments um, in your lifestyle that you're, like, about to film or something or something that you're about to document, and then you feel like, maybe it's not good to do this. Maybe I should just enjoy this for what it is for now and and not document. Like, does it, ha does it have the reverse sometimes of almost lowering appreciation for the moment? I wouldn't say that it lowers appreciation. Uh, I sort of, I had to learn not to film everything. Absolutely. Uh, and I won't go into like specific details, but it, during my during my time of being a daily vlogger, I've been in two relationships, and I'm very grateful that those exes didn't make me take down videos that had them in them. Right. But I did sort of have to learn like. Because because daily vlogging became such a huge aspect of my life, I had to sort right. of learn: don't film every date you go on. <laughs> you know, <laughs> keep some of it between just you two. Yeah, and I've definitely sure. gotten better with that. That's good. There's a, there's a lot of people out there who just will not entirely understand why someone could be so passionate about something that they're creating or whatnot. And that's something that artists have been dealing with for much much longer than YouTube. You know, um, yeah. it just happens to be another field that people just don't fully understand yet especially since it's one of the more newer ones but you know even people in theater you know who practice uh, all the time and, and constantly go to rehearsal like there's a lot of people out there who's like i don't understand why you're doing this or whatnot um 
but I think that's why it's just important to to as as a creator uh, to also try to encourage other creators or whatnot and and embrace other people's new ideas for creating because uh, you never know when when something is going to be just another art form or whatnot you know yeah. um, and I think it can just help with a lesson of open mindedness um, but also whether or not it even leads to something you know it's important to recognize why it's important to someone. Um, and if you don't fully understand why, then just understanding that it is important, you know, I feel yeah. like can help creators in the long run. And because, um, you know, we as as mankind, we're sometimes close minded. We don't fully understand. And because of that, we become a little bit more sour. Um, but we can kind of help with the ripple effect, too, you know, as creators to just constantly be open minded and um, uh, just be be aware that people get passionate about things and that you should let them be passionate about things and uh so yeah i don't know that's at least something um but yeah like i said we don't have to get super deep into it i just thought that might be something interesting and for other people who are listening they might be going through the same thing so i like to try to bring those to light a little bit um moving on though to uh, a little bit of a lighter note um what are some of the best things uh that you feel like you've accomplished with your channel like some of the things that when you look back on you're like this is something that i'm super happy with super proud of or something that changed my life for the better or whatnot like what is what could you be most proud of in your work as of now on two separate occasions i've had people dm me and tell me that i saved their lives that's uh, hard to top yeah it's so hard to top. it's it's that and i'm like really from my stupid videos <laughs> But one of those people, both of those people, they're they're in my Discord server now, and one of them has gone from being someone that I didn't know who was just a viewer to being sure. a moderator in my server and one of my good friends. And that, nothing's going to top that for me. Like, yeah, Being told that, being told that during some of their darkest times, the thing that got them through it was watching me play Melee. It's like, <laughs> that's cool. And that that shows that what I what I'm doing is worth it. Sure. That definitely adds some reassurance, I imagine. Yeah. yeah um, I, th I think it's easy to just disregard how much power creators actually have and not fully understand because so many people do it. And because for a lot of us, it feels like just a regular day-to-day -day thing that I happen to be filming. You know, yeah. I play a lot of games off the camera and then I just have to be turned on. It's important to understand just how much power creators have though, both for better reasons like you brought up, but there's also some worse reasons, you know, and, um, I think ultimately just being conscious about your actions can kind of prevent yeah. those uh, bad things from happening, but it's always great when good things like this happen. And it's important to appreciate that. Like as a creator, you have a voice and voices do something. Voices have mm -hmm. meaning and power to them and whatnot. So I think that's great. That's, that's a very, I'm, it's a nice experience to have happened to you. And obviously it's a nice experience to happen to the people. So Definitely, it's very yeah. positive. Um, okay. So going a little bit <laughs> off the positive side again, you know, I like to do the flip flop. Oh what do what do you think? What is some of like the most negative parts do you found about creating on YouTube? Either things that are no longer negative, like it could be something that you've moved on from since, um, but things that may have been a, a more sour moment for you uh, with creating, basically, or not even. It doesn't even have to be sour. Just something that might be constantly getting on your nerves every time you upload, like something you're disappointed in, not in use per se, but just in the process. Pretty much anything along those lines. You can go as sour or as surface level as you want. Like, it's, it's up to you. I don't mean to... I'm not trying to bring out your worst fears or anything like that. 
surface level, it does bug me a little bit that anytime I upload a video with my face in it to my gameplay channel, it gets a dislike. I'm like, you just not like my face? <laughs> like, come on. <laughs> That's horrible. It's also kind of funny, but it's horrible. It's yeah. mostly horrible. When it doesn't happen, I'm like, mm, what's going on? <laughs> but it must have been I'd a say sleep bed day. The, I've had some negative stuff happen over the years. Like, everyone's had an experience with trolls. Yeah. Uh, I've had videos completely and utterly dislike bombed for no reason. I've had uh, insults slung my my way from every direction, and I've known people online that have turned out to be complete bags. Uh, so, you know, there's there's always that aspect, yeah, uh, to keep in mind. Like, not everybody is gonna stick around, and not everybody's gonna be a great person. Sure, I think. I think probably the biggest negative thing that I've had happen is a year or so ago, um, I got into a really negative headspace because I'd been getting a lot of comments saying, dude, your channel's dead. Why aren't you, why are you still uploading? You don't get views. You got 12k subs and no views. It's like, so I let that get to me. Sure. Uh, and that, that was a mistake because like weeks, weeks down the line after that, I was like, oh, wait. That doesn't matter. Like, yeah, I'm still in. I still enjoy doing this. Why am I letting these people get to me? So, yeah. I think that's probably the the lowest point I've had with YouTube and the yeah. most negative thing I've had happen. But, uh, hell, even just, it was like a month ago. I think I was doing a, I was doing an editing stream, and we switched off from doing the editing stream to watching some of my old videos. The people in chat were were talking about it. I think I've been talking about Smash Ultimate. Uh, and I made a video for Smash Ultimate when when it came out. I took the uh, the World of Light trailer, and I put all my friends' faces over all of the characters and like motion tracked it. Uh, and I even got some of my friends to like dub over the audio. So I was like, oh, let's rewatch this. And then we rewatched something else. And then we we rewatched my channel trailer, which at the moment is a video, again based on Smash. Uh, you remember the Everyone Is Here uh, video? Yes. Yeah. It's that, but showing every one of my Let's Plays. Uh, and, like, wow. the little banner appears at the bottom, and it's got, like, the name of the project. Oh, you know what? I believe I saw that. That's your current yeah, channel trailer? It is, yeah. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, yeah I saw that one. And I, I like that. I like that. that I thought you. that was impressive. Wait, did, did, some, did people feel negative about it? or No, uh, I was just... I'm, this isn't even really negative. I feel like I've gone off on a tangent, but... I rewatched, I rewatched that, and then we started rewatching old stuff. And then halfway through rewatching my old videos, I just started bawling on on stream, uh, and I I could not stop crying, and I got super emotional. And people in chat were like, "It's okay, it's fine. This just shows that you love what you do." And I was like, "Yeah, I guess so." <laughs> so, <laughs> so that, that, going back to the point about people saying my channel's dead, it's like I don't care because clearly. If I'm gonna cry about a stupid old video, like it's alive to someone, yeah, yeah, and and clearly that just shows what this means to me. So yeah, definitely. And ultimately, that's that's what's important, you know. Um, when 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 you look back at like all the the things that you've made or whatnot, and if you ever f- you know feel like the reception is just not what you want, the the retention you feel like it's it's not as big as you like or whatnot, you have to remember that when you started, you started at the at a probably a lower level than you were then and it didn't stop you then you know yeah. you were still creating because you just genuinely enjoyed it and um i you know i 
I, I went through a smaller degree of a headspace um, a couple of years back. Uh, like I, I hit like five years on YouTube and I was like, oh boy, there's not a lot of numbers to show for this or whatnot. Yeah. Um, and it just took me a little bit to like re-remember that like uh, the reason I'm still doing it, the reason I've done it for five years is because of how gratifying it is to myself and the idea that I'm creating something that um, if I enjoy, there's at least someone out there who might enjoy, you know? Um, so of course it's always good to look at even just the small numbers of still people. Those are physical people who want to yeah. watch you, but also just that like, you know, can you imagine if you never created, if you just decided to not make anything and I don't know where my life would be now. Exactly. Like it's just such a big part of, of what we do. And it's because we enjoy it so much, you know? And I think that's just something important to, to remind ourselves as often as we can to stay in the best uh, creative headspace or whatnot. And it's um, funny you mentioned the the numbers thing and like thinking about where you came from because uh, on my time hop this morning, uh, it it's like, hey, nine years ago, you posted this. And nine years ago, I posted, that's weird. On my YouTube channel, I have the same number of subscribers as videos, 134. And I'm like... <sighs> I'm at 12k. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a big difference. I mean, that's the thing. Like every little number is not a number; it's actually a person behind it's it. A you person. know what I mean? Twelve thousand five hundred people at some point in their lives yeah. saw one of my videos and was like, "I like that red button." Right. And it's you know every once in a while one of those people are like one of the people that you mentioned who messaged you saying like, "Hey, you really helped me out in a tough spot." Yeah. Here. So it's just important to to really understand that people are people and you are also a person and you are doing this because you enjoy it and even if they're not a ton of other people who also enjoy it we do stuff that we enjoy that's what we that's yeah. how we can you imagine a life where you don't do stuff where you don't enjoy you know like that's yeah i don't know um it's just important to always remind ourselves about that just that we're here for us ultimately um and other people but also us um and i, I think that always kind of helps me get back at the groove of things um we're actually running out of time here thomas so i've kind of got like Shoot, one less okay. question question to kind of like wrap it up or whatnot we've been all over the place we've we've gone deep we've gone shallow or whatnot so my question is to you um if there was one thing you could tell yourself as a starting off creator or whatnot something that you wish you could have learned a little bit sooner i know time is the ultimate teacher and we will ultimately learn everything as we go on anyway but if you feel like there's something you just wish you had a handle on early on what would that be uh in case there's other people out there who might find this helpful don't focus on the numbers focus on the yeah. people yeah pretty much what we said the last five minutes yeah. <laughs> focus on the people yeah um i definitely think that's a, a great idea I, I mean we can you can also go into like like you could go anywhere with that you could go with like uh whether or not numbers are actually something you want you could go with uh the practicality of the chances of you actually getting numbers you know in the current youtube climate or any youtube climate for that matter um but ultimately uh creation is about is about an artist art uh making something right yeah. and don't get into don't get into youtube thinking it's going to be a career get into youtube because you want it to because you it's something you want to do and it's something yes. you enjoy and continue to create things that you want to do and enjoy you know don't try to change yeah. what you make just because and i think you're a great example of that because your content is relatively consistent over the the last several years um, don't try to change just to appease whatever YouTube wants you to appease or whatever yeah. audience YouTube thinks you Because people will notice. Have. Definitely. P people will definitely notice if you change your content just to fit with a trend. Right. Or uh, with the intent of growing. Like if I, I know I'm probably taking you over time here, but... Uh, no, no, you're still good. You're still good. Uh, my friend, have you heard of the YouTuber Noisy Butters? 
Um, it rings a bell. I I don't know them super well though. She her name's Hannah. I've known her since uh, probably five or six years at this point. Uh, we met because I did a let's play of Billy Hatcher and the Giant Egg. Uh, and she commented on that. I was like, this game is my childhood. We should be friends. And we've been friends since then. She all has almost a million subscribers now. Wow. And like she, for the longest time, she just kept doing it, kept grinding, kept doing the same thing she'd been doing. And she was around the same level as me in terms of subscriptions. And then one day, YouTube was like, let's take that, put that on recommended real quick. <laughs> yes. And now she's blown up. So right. if she had not continually made content, that wouldn't have happened. Right. But And that's why I'm still sticking to what I'm doing. Because one yeah. of these days, I truly believe at the moment, yes, I think the Let's Playing art form is not anywhere near as big or popular as it used to be. Sure. But I think we're gonna it's gonna keep going and then we're gonna get this next generation of kids who wants to watch Let's Plays. Right. And there is gonna be a chance for these other creators to grow again. Yeah. And I think that that's kinda why I haven't changed what I want to do. I'm like, someday someone's gonna wanna see this. Right. Ultimately, if you want to create something, naturally someone wants to see it. You know? We yeah. we're all unique, but we're not that unique. We don't we don't have it's not like every audience member has a very 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 specific thing that they're looking for you know there are common trends and ultimately yeah. if you enjoy what you make and you start off doing that the people who do come by and watch you they're the ones who start mattering and when they matter and they see that you change something to follow some trend to something that you no longer enjoy it's probably something they no longer enjoy watching they're the ones that are going to notice like you said and those are the important ones those are the important people so yeah just continue to do what you like and um ultimately like you might find that some format that you have been doing is just not the format that you've actually enjoyed the most you could yeah. find later, you know, so I, this isn't to say that you shouldn't let your content evolve, you know, um, if you started off, let's, I'm not saying you specifically, but those people watching out there, if you guys started off let's playing, um, and then you found that there's a specific part of let's playing you like, but it works better in a different format or whatnot, by all means, feel free to try that out. Just continue to enjoy what feels good for you, what, what yeah. you enjoy expressing and whatnot. Keep saying what you want to say. Um, and ultimately, I think that's the the best way to have a creative, a good creative mindset. And into, uh, I think try to find a balance between what you want to do and what your audience wants to see. Right. Like, don't do something that you do not want to do just because it's what will work for an audience. But absolutely. Like an an example, I did a uh, I did a poll on my community tab on my channel for my next let's play. Uh, so and people voted for every single one. But instead of doing the one that got the most votes, I'm doing the one that got the least. So like, I'm still doing what the people want to see, just less of them. Uh, but it's it's the right. one, it's the game that I wanted to do. So, sure, sure. You know, I'm trying, I'm trying to strike that balance. Yeah, yeah. No, it, and um, you know, we live we live in reality, right? We have certain things that are bound by reality, and if you're not making your art with any reality attached to it, you're probably not going to be able to make anything finished right yeah. so the reality is is that um like you you probably i don't know how long your videos usually are right but if you were to record a 12 hour video like something probably is going to happen with that commentary right something's going to happen with your voice something's going to happen with your health or whatnot um and it's just important to keep in mind that like we are bound by certain laws and you shouldn't feel that you're compromising your crit your uh, critical or creative integrity just because you have to do something because that's what makes it work or whatnot, right? Yeah. I'm not sure if this makes a ton of sense now that I'm saying, like, I'm not sure if I'm being clear. I think clear. I get what you mean. <laughs> but basically, there are, certain, there are certain things that we can't control in art, 
And because we can't control them, we have to focus on the things that we can control. Um, So I'm not sure if that's direct correlation to what you're saying about choosing a different game, but you know, um, ultimately continue to create what you want to create, but remember that you still live in a world uh, where worldly stuff happens. So I don't know. Maybe that wasn't a good correlation. Maybe, maybe I should have brought that up at a different time. I don't know. I think it's, good okay we're gonna wrap it up thomas because i think (laughs) i think we've we've run our course here um uh like i said this thing is probably coming out in october uh so i'm gonna give you a chance to kind of promote um your channels and stuff like that uh just i wouldn't put too much emphasis on timely stuff because that might be passed by then but in general what should people watch out or where should people look out for your content youtube thomas j ashwell and thomas j vlogs as well as booster pack and then if you're really interested in live content uh twitch thomas j ashwell there you go so make sure you follow him on all those platforms and i assume um twitter would be a great place uh yeah, to connect uh, all of those um it's thomas j ashwell on everything i have twitter gotcha. instagram snapchat you know right. all that go to every apartment complex and ask for thomas j ashwell yes. until you find him uh and that's the best way to know what thomas is up to thomas thank you don't, so much don't for actually do that <laughs> yes just so we're clear don't i people don't take anything i say seriously so it's all fine it's all fine you never um, know. yeah yeah you never know um thank you guys for watching though uh thank you so much thomas for joining and i hope you You're guys found this welcome. helpful in some way very much enjoyed the podcast and um i'll see you guys on the next one so so long